in tender duty working on Ansible, and I cannot tell you how proud I am of that. I've spent all day on it and the last few days on it. It's just fantastic. Welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on Cosmos from independent validator teams. Hello and welcome to Game of Nodes, a weekly podcast on the Cosmos from independent validator teams. And immediately before I think we went live with that, Yusef was saying like, oh, with, without Null here, how is this How is this rugging going to play out today? And then Shortsley just started saying something really wholesome. So it was like, right, press the, press the, <laughs> button. Press the, press the button. Let's go. Let's do it. Um so yeah, welcome to Game of Nodes. We're we are. This is the first episode number. This is fifty, isn't it? Because we missed 50. one. This is although we did two point five, didn't we? So I think that's this right. Is we did do two point five. That's correct. So really, this is this is really fifty one. This is really fifty one. So nearly been a year. We've nearly been doing this a year, uh, yeah. and this is the first one that Null has is not on. Um, he's in. He's uh, he's in the land of the rising sun. He still hasn't worked out how to use the toilet. It's been two and a half days. He's stuck in there. He sent he sent us a, a message to the group chat saying, "What buttons lads, do I push?" <laughs> lads, <laughs> it's, the toilet's locked me in. It's become self aware. How do I get out? Sent out I don't know how to call nine one one. What's the emergency services what number? Yeah, it's Australian push? abroad. You know, uh, you can't take them anywhere. Sorry, Rama. <laughs> Just noticed Rama's in the chat. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Okay, so um, <laughs> we've we've not got any guests today, so we're just going to cover off some of the some of the things we've been doing in the week. As you've already heard from Shortsy, it's maintenance week. Apparently. It is maintenance week. That's true. It's maintenance week. Well, really, it's I should be updating my website, and I want to do anything but that. Me too. So I've been doing absolutely, literally everything but that. And what that looks like right now is Same. doing all my monitoring over again for no apparent reason. So you ansibleized Tender Duty two. So you ansibleized the Docker structure, or what did you ansibleize? Oh yeah, I got everything rolling. So now it'll just input everything for you. So like, if you add a new network using Ansible, it'll just fire it up, like the the new chain config, and rerun Docker for you. So just set up and go. It's amazing. So you're you're ans- you're finding the show address key, or you're finding the the Valcon, right? Oh, actually, in Tender Two, it's the Valopper, right? So you're yeah. finding that you're pulling that automatically, and you're and you're well, grabbing the IPs and all that stuff, or what are you doing? IPs are done automatically, yeah. But I'm, it's squinting a little bit for the Valper address right now. Right now, uh, that is that I'm just entering in manually. I'll, okay. I'll get around to that eventually, but that's doable. I mean, we could, you could query the node for it and whatever else, right? That, that's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's cool. But, I, I I'm yeah. still using. Actually, that's not true. I'm not still using. I went back to Tender Duty one, um, just really for this issue. And I I kind of. Polk and I were talking about this a while ago and like, he's like, I just like the simplicity of it and blah, 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 which I kind of agree with. Um, the only issue is just really understanding when that services is not up uh, because I'm basically running individual services for each chain and um, it works really well. Like obviously it, it communicates and it's, it's very stable. Uh, it's just a matter of, of knowing like when those things are, when the actual, like the tender service has to be running for it to be, to be accessible. Right. So that's the only thing Yeah, would do some service monitoring, but that's about it. I mean, that's the main benefit of tender duty version two, right? Is that right. It is. if you hear an alarm go off, you check your website real quick. You're like, eh, I'm not missing any blocks. I'm going no, back I know to that. sleep. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it, I mean, it's still, I mean, I get the alert and page duty, so you know which, like which chain is the issue, but if the service is down, um, yeah, agreed. So now I'm starting to monitoring the service, which is, which is fine. It's just like monitors on top of monitors, layers, 
So, I mean, when I said maintenance, I was also actually mainly talking about the mustache, but, but yes. like, I'm glad we talked about tender duty. That, that was cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it, do you find, do you, do you find like, uh, you're missing fewer blocks with the mustache in its current state? <laughs> I think we all know the answer to that is yes, obviously. <laughs> the longer it gets, the fewer blocks I miss. That's true. It's pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, you heard it here first. Get a mustache on the go. That's going to help your uptime validators. Um, I was just mourning actually before the before the show started um, that I think we're going to unbond our validator on Juno. That is Needlecast um, because it's a a wee bit of a conflict of interest in some ways now to be running a validator um, and also be represented on. Um, on the core one group, which is a bit of a shame because like, you know, Juno is like a, well, I guess Stargaze was our OG, um, but we've been very, very picky. We've actually only done a few chains. Um, so it, it does like massively reduce our footprint of chains when we're only running like four or five to be like, well, the biggest one, we're just going to turn that fucker off. Um, yeah. So am I still allowed on the podcast? Is that, am I, do I have to bail from the pod? Am I no longer a real validator if I drop below like a critical mass of chains? Uh, I think the more important question is, wh- who are you going to stake to with your huge Juno bag? <laughs> That's a, who are you going to tell our, our swath of listeners of who to stake well, to? Uh, it's going to be obviously a pool, um, a Ponzi. Is that a collective noun of, of validators? Uh, it's going to be a Ponzi of validators. A Ponzi? Uh, is, that many, is that many validators as a Ponzi? That you said, yeah, you know, it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a circle stake of valid. No, that's that's the collective noun, isn't it? It's gonna, I'm going to delegate to a circle stake of validators of my of my choosing. Um, no, but what the thing is, I I think actually as well, we uh, we also have a delegation from the delegation style. Uh, well, no, it would have been pre pre delegation style, I guess, because um, obviously we worked on Juno a lot and stuff like that, and I guess that will disappear. So. There's a whole bunch of stuff, but obviously, as a company, we have we have some funds and stuff, so we'll we'll, we'll spread them around. We'll spread them around, but nice. yeah, I think we'll I think we will we'll be we'll be pulling the tr- like basically. Um, uh, some people will know that uh, I'm imminently having a small ban, and therefore, a lot of other things, a lot of other admin is currently on fire for lack of attention. And one of the things I need to do is actually put together a blog post about uh, joining the Core One group and, and and our plan to undelegate, put a time, put a timer on it so people have the to- uh, have, a, <clears throat> have an opportunity to, you know, not get rugged by us turning off the validator, etc. Um, and so in the chat it says Jake runs is in, in the Dow Dow validator which is true a little bit of a separate project but that's right well the dow dow one's actually run by the dow 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 isn't it like as in it's it the validator true. is managed by the dow wolf runs sg1 jack has strange love so could you and Romer says you could probably elect to not have foundation delegation which is true you could you could get rid of the foundation but run keep the val yeah i don't know ah, it i don't know i i feel like so Demi and Jake don't, and I think that's the right thing to do. Yeah, <laughs> no, I agree. I think it's the right moral decision to be able to do that. I don't think it's a good bit. So this is the thing, like split brain, like you're like, okay, as a business, like we probably should try and keep it running. Yeah. However, like we are also like, I am as a representative of Needlecast also as a business also sort of, 
it's it's weird. This is the thing with blockchains. It's all kind of the the company versus individual, especially for validators, right? For all right. of us where we also run a small business, it's very muddy what somebody's saying, hey, can you individual person do this thing or can you, your business, support this thing, right? Of which you are just an avatar for effectively the business. Yeah. And then what constitutes a conflict of interest in that case yeah. is a bit unclear. And it's Russia clock going to your... Uh, according to your clock, there it is twenty one twelve. Wow. Um, no, I I think it's it's your decision to make. I do think that like taking foundation delegation probably doesn't make any sense, and that I think that would be a conflict of interest. Running a validator, I don't think is a conflict of interest. Like I don't know if anybody's delegating to you because you're on core one. Like I would think you'd probably lose more delegations for being on core one <laughs> than, than gain them. I mean, I think so, we lost enough delegation during Prop sixteen that yeah, there's no, I don't think yeah exactly. There's no, so, there's no risk of us becoming the people's champion at this point. Yeah, um, I don't think anybody's going to hold it over your head to say, hey, you know, you should not be receiving or you know, you should not be running a because as as Null points out, who's who's actually more talkative, not on the show than he is on the show, um, in our yeah. in our chat that he's pointing at you be the literally only core version or the only core member not running a validator, which is which is that be, true? I thought Max was joining Core One. Max is not running a validator. There you oh, go. So it'd be Max. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There you go. So okay, a little bit of exception. Yeah, yeah. But Max is like the Platonic ideal of good morals in the Cosmoverse. So if Max isn't running a validator, then you should seek to be more like Max, I would say. I think that's right. Yep. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, we'd still have like a big honking, massively overpowered box lying <laughs> around. So I, I think we, we've already moved a lot of those boxes off of AWS and certainly the backup. So yeah, I guess maybe we'd just convert it to an RPC. So at least we have to like follow the progress of mainnet. Uh, would make sense, and we actually need to provision some stuff for Hal anyway. So possibly so, it'd be it'd be you know the king is dead, long live the Hal RPC. Did someone block Noel? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, you can't you can't spam the chat for twenty five minutes and then but but decide not to show up like that. It deletes all his messages. He'll come back. It says five minutes. It just says five minutes. Sorry, buddy. <laughs> That's uh, right. if, if it doesn't come back on, that'd be hilarious. I'm sure he's sitting <laughs> he's sitting in a bed somewhere in, in Japan on his phone, just fuming, cursing me out. Uh, so what is uh, your day-to-day going to look like being part of Core 1 now? Because my imagining of what your day-to-day -day right now is basically wrangling testnet validators and calling us all fools. Yeah. So how, what's going to change? Yeah. You're still going to call everyone fools, but now it's going to be testnet and mainnet validators? <laughs> I basically just changed the group in which I ship posts. That's 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 literally it. Um, no, well, so so obviously also because of impending life changes and a variety of other things, like I've been doing less um, development on the on the actual binary side of things. I think that's also because I think as as discussed before, I just I don't have a big affinity with the Go programming language, and it doesn't spark joy. So I think that's something that I've done because it was necessary rather than because it was enjoyable obviously care about Gino, care about the platform etc so like the biggest thing that's actually changing is that i'm i guess taking on what so we there's some, some things we want to do with Gino in terms of the structure of the dev team and the way stuff gets done which hopefully will change over time and that's more strategic and that's more maybe going like back to stuff that i've done in more corporate contracting setting or whatever like starting up dev teams helping people scale out that kind of stuff um as opposed to actual dev dev um so there's like that strategic stuff will change and then yeah i'll 
probably still be helping out validators and stuff. But again, I've handed over some of that. Uh, I've been working with Reese quite a bit, like to hand over some of that just so, because there is, there is a process. And this is, I think, a thing a lot of people don't kind of understand is that not only is there a process in my head, but it's actually written in the Juno repo. There's like a, a covenant with validators about how we do releases and how we communicate it and that sort of stuff. And just like kind of transferring some of that knowledge over to other people in the team so that when as imminently is going to be the case, um, I'm not going to be around for a few weeks other than on pager duty. Um, you know, people know what to do essentially in a way that validators, because we, we've had it in the past where, because I think validators are quite aware of like r- you know, roughly what the covenant is. I oh, will give you 24 hours for this. And if there's an emergency security upgrade, we'll do this. And if we do mm-hmm. this and the other, blah, blah, blah. Like we've had it where things have been communicated in outside of that pattern and validators have literally then DM'd me or Demi or Jake or whoever and said, hey, I've been told this, but I actually don't believe it. Um, and then we've had to go, no, no, no. It's like So Dragonberry was an example of, because that happening quite, people heard it from a number of different angles because it affected multiple chains we had to actually play a bit of like in some cases people were like is this real because it's been communicated to us in a different way and so then we were like oh no no it is real but we're actually going to communicate it slightly differently from how we normally would so it's, it's all that kind of a lot of it's like process stuff honestly um it's 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 not very glamorous but that's that's i guess like um no, but needed, right? I mean, it's going to add, you want to add maturity to the chain and you want to add maturity to the communication and you want to build some processes that are repeatable. And like, they're like some of the, prof- not professionalism, that's not really the right term, but like as, as time goes on, the maturity needs to go along with that. Right. And the processes are like how we act and how we communicate and all those types of things. I think that would, I think you're, that's a good, it's a good benefit to core one. Yeah. I mean, I think that's the, the, the goal, isn't it really? Yeah. Is this one of those cases, I'm imagining the code of if someone wants to rule, then you probably don't want them to be a ruler. Is this a case where you're kind of like being a martyr by taking the position? Do you want to be in core one or <laughs> you are you just being voted in? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, so look, I care about, you know, we're very, as a business and individually, we're very, very invested in the chain. Right. Mm-hmm. So, sure. but, you know, as the old saying goes, it's better to be in the tent pissing out than outside pissing in. Right. So that that's the that's the pragmatist view on the situation. The the I mean, you know, I would be I think lying if I said that I didn't have to go away and think about. Even in fact, once this kind of was up on Commonwealth and was suggested, go and think about whether or not. Because um, that's the thing; it's kind of like proposed on Commonwealth, and you're like, okay. And then right. at some point before it goes on chain, essentially people come knock on your door and they go, okay, well, it's just because it's on Commonwealth doesn't mean you actually have to do it. And then you ha- and then you have to go, well, actually, yeah, I'm going to sleep on it because it is still like, it's a bunch of responsibility. Um, and it has, you know, we sort of said like potentially, like, because I, like, I do feel there's the conflict of interest thing that, that is there and like, it's going to change how, it's potentially going to change like whether okay yeah it's not impossible that we change our mind and we continue to run a validator whatever yeah but it does like you know there are there are a bunch of other effects here that you're like okay well what is it you're actually saying yes to really is the kind of main thing right Uh, when there's been something that you kind of expected you started off volunteering for it giving some time and it gradually like took over your entire life to being like seven days a week for like 18 months um you're kind of like that's no longer sustainable. So yeah. what is this? What is this work? 
Right. Um, so there's a little bit of that. But yeah, I think Marta would be a bit strong. Like any, any responsibility <laughs> is a responsibility, right? You you kind of have to go into it open-eyed, but it's it's just a th- another thing, isn't it? Um, yeah. Well, I think, I, I mean, Juno's better for having you more involved, so. Yeah. I mean, I think it's like... Uh, nobody, I, I, nobody, would say, nobody would say anything different than that, right? So I think I'm it's not even thing. sure it's more involved, though. I think it's just differently involved. Fine. I think there's I think I think there's a bunch of things that have to happen in this bear market for bluntly like Juno to come out stronger on the other side. Mm-hmm. And because I'm a psychopathic control freak, obviously I think that I should be in on that conversation. No, that's good. But, but it is a little bit true. It is a little bit true. Like yeah. like if you're somebody who has strong opinions, you're you're sort of like, okay, well, you've identified the problem. Okay, actually that's about as far as I've got with that. But <laughs> No, I, I don't have a solution. I don't have a solution. That's 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 for all of us together to work out, right? But right. But I think you know. I think you could frame the problem in different ways. I think you could bring outside like that group's been together for a year, right? So it's it's good to have more outside opinions in there and you can I, I know you, your opinions have been made, but now now it's a little bit different, right? You can take action on them and you can force a little bit. So I think that's good. Do you have like a, a 90-day plan ready? <laughs> Is it on the website? Yeah, like find it. Um, No, but uh, I, I, I will say my first act. No, um, but, but, (laughs) well, no, but actually, like one of the one of the first things that we are now doing that we've opened a discussion upon is actually having that. uh, Yeah, I think we can we can say that we we've committed to basically coming up with like a very clear statement for what we what we are planning as an outcome. We, as a core team we core one yeah okay and then like this is this is this is the top line outcome and then mm-hmm. like we each individually have lots of opinions on like priorities and all sorts of other things and like we're kind of going to essentially like workshop around some of those things like to try and work out what it and actually this was uh some of this came out of um a discussion like led by jake actually a friend of the show as always um which I gather they did uh, some exercises inside of the Dow Dow team, um, where again they also have like very very committed core, uh, what's it called, um, like contributors, and then they have like a long tail of smaller contributors, and they 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 did some exercises to basically like try and align what they what their objectives were, but with the kind of knowledge that there's a, a range of energy, I suppose, or commitment levels, and so we kind of like yeah. He had some really, really good thoughts actually about about how all that will thresh out. So um, that's one of the things we're we're probably going to do. Um, cool. As much as I hate to bring it up, considering all the corporate talk going on, is there any plan to have any level of like KPI reporting um, for like seeing like just maybe just a snapshot of metrics? Like, hey, this is the number of addresses that came out or have been in Juno now versus then. Um, just anything like that, like something, some sort of yeah. reporting to the community kind of deal. Does that I, make sense? I think interestingly, yeah. that would be something probably um, for the communication sub DAO. But I know that it's being thought about because we literally talked about it. Like it's one of the first things we talked about. Um, yeah. So like, like I say, it's really, really early doors in terms of minor Max's contributions there. Um, you know, we've only just started sort of. I don't know, kicking the tires, putting our feet up on the furniture, whatever the whatever the turn of phrase is. But like, uh, yeah, it, so far, I guess, like it's one of those where 
Um, I think I think the other thing is is the other thing, right? Is like everybody involved is busy. Everybody involved has has lots of things that that are on and lots of things going on with their lives. And I think the key the 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 key thing that all of us want to do is like keep up the momentum that the project already has, but also just like not waste our time, not waste anybody's time. Like that's that's like kind of the mood of the room. I obviously can't speak for what the mood of the room was before we got there because I don't know. So, um, but that's like certainly the conversations we've had. That feels like the energy of the room is like we just we're we're just at the stage where we're in a bear market. There's a lot of pots, and we need to look at all those pots and decide which, which ones we're going to shit in and which ones we're going to get off of. And that's basically that's basically the way that 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 cookie crumbles, you know. <laughs> Um, are we? Are, we're all doing it at the same time, right? That's just, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so many pots around here. I don't even know what to shit in. <laughs> I also noticed that Null is really angry about the fact he got rugged by you. Yeah. That's amazing. Um, yeah, we'll have I mean, the group chat. Um, yeah, yeah. And you know what, Shulzy? Though back to back to marketing, right? And okay, game and game and nodes were rubbish at marketing. Hey, actually, you know what? Okay, yeah. In the chat. There's been an ongoing argument for the last week. I maintain Game of Nodes branded M&Ms with the Troll Doge on oh the God. M&Ms. You are like f- singularly focused on this. I'm fucking laser focused. This is Laser great, fucking focused. Why don't you ba- back everybody up, give everybody up the speed on, on how this started. Because you, fo- you found okay. out that's, that there was this. Okay, so we're talking about promotional merch for ETH Denver. Obviously, I'm not going to be there. Unfortunately, nobody from Needlecast is going to be there. Uh, it's a it's a it's a fuck up right it's a fuck up but i'm backseat driving my fomo into what we should be doing um for um for branded merch right uh-huh. and so i <laughs> this yes. is definitely not procrastination from work i should have been doing 100 not that but i was looking up lots and lots of different promotional things and my other half goes to me hey you know i'm pretty sure you can get like promotional m&ms looked it up totally can you can get them branded printed with all your own shit and i was like we should get game of nodes once that's fucking brilliant so and it got shot down got you, fucking you went through that pretty quick what we're actually talking about is branded m M&M, bags of m&ms branded bags of m&ms or tubes with- yeah, tubes or gift boxes <laughs> or tins is this an m&m you can or, even or- choose m- uh, the color of m&ms that you want within your you even choose bag. the color of fucking m&ms you have gold branded it have to be brown right it'd be shit Anyway, so so <laughs> well, Van Halen style brown MMs, whole ball yeah. of brown MMs. Yeah, that's right. That's a good call, dude. Um, because it, it, that's right. Eddie wanted the, that was it. Eddie wanted to pick those out, right? Is that what it was? It was Eddie would not want. He wanted MMs at in the backstage, but no brown. Like somebody I had think, actually physically take all brown. Ones brown. Was it oh, no that's brown? a good question. Maybe I thought it was no brown. brown. That's I, I thought it was no brown too, but yeah. it could be. That would be interesting if it was all brown. Do anyway, you know the, do, you, do you know the reason for that? No. Do you know I'm the reason for that? has to do with uh <laughs> what i was looking for my van halen biography book i was like can i go get it and how long would it take me to find it go so, ahead please so surely do you know yeah isn't, isn't it true that it's because of shitty stage of it if they didn't actually read the contract that's, that said that, that m&ms exactly need to be in there then they'd be that like is it. nah clearly like for our pyrotechnics, I think it's called. Like they're probably not going to have set that up. Pyrotechnics. Right. That's pyrotechnics, right. It, it was in the rider. That's right. It was in the rider that they had to either only brown or remove brown. And if those were not met, then they knew that everything else was fucking shady because yep. nobody read the rider. That's they exactly what it was. They could literally break the contract and walk out of the venue. 
Good call, um, Schultz. That's right. That's so exactly what it was. That's, it's smart. because they were, they were one of the first um, like stadium touring bands in America, and they were playing a lot of venues that were not set up for like a modern stage show. That's right. So it was it was a means of basically. I think what happened was uh, Lee Roth got electrocuted on stage once, and after that they were like, right, if they don't don't get the M and M's right, they won't have got stage wiring. <laughs> that's right. exactly what so it was. Walk out. That's right. I think yeah, that Schultz was that's a Van Halen facts. That's right. I got to find my thing. I got a lot of weird things like that. Dow, dow, dow. Did somebody say dow, dow, dow three times? <laughs> Wait, somebody said dow three times. Oh, oh shit. Uh, yo, guys, what's up? <laughs> <laughs> it fucking works. How the hell did that happen? <laughs> you know how to summon me. You just say dow three times. And then <laughs> it's I'm fucking like, crazy. Yeah, it's crazy. Uh, how are you guys? What's up? Me? Good, man. That just that about Van Halen. Looking, looking tight. Van Halen. Yeah. Okay. Great. <laughs> Classic, classic game of notes content. Uh, I love it. Yep. It's- Jake's more of like an anti-folk kind of guy, despite all the Brian Ferry jokes that were in the chat last time. Oh my God. Uh, yeah. Can we make fun of Australians now? Um, yeah, sure. What do you got? Um, I just think they're silly. And uh- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, okay. Silly. I feel, I feel there's like a there's like an Australian humor versus American humor joke to be made here. It's like Australian people say about about like Americans be like, oh, they're all a bunch of cunts. It's like what American people say about Australian people is like, yeah, they're well actually I just don't really know anything about their country, so yeah. kind of silly. That goes back to that uh that Mad Men thing, like or, or, uh like like they think we're silly and then and like we don't think about you at all. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Devastating. 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 So um, are you also summoned if it's sub dow, sub dow, sub dow? Or is it just dow dow dow? Uh just dow dow dow, yeah. Um we're talking about validate. Shame. There's maybe like twenty-five percent chance I'll show up if it's sub dow, sub dow, sub dow. <laughs> Depends on the amount of percentage you have in the wallet. Gotta check your current notifications first before you head in for that. Yeah. Yeah, totally. It's like uh, <laughs> I can't. Uh, I can't control how the the magic works. You know, the magic words. This is this is when I need all of the. Uh, I have like a long habit of of trolling Jake with random characters from movies and stuff that he looks like, and for some reason I haven't put any of them into the into the stream. So I can't just be like, uh, yeah, here's Buckaroo Bunzai from the Eighth Dimension. Fucking bonus points <laughs> if anybody remembers that film definitely at me we will we can do we can what do a watching that? party someday if juno what, ever hits ath again like what was the one you used last week because i actually looked it up and i had it in the show notes but but <laughs> but the, the show notes are limited in, in in uh in size and like i didn't have enough room for it so i had to take it up but it was like perfect oh my god ah uh, schultz was like impressed that you picked it up i forget what the heck it was though if it, it must have been there's there's several from anime off the top of my yeah head. it was so, uh, oh, the obvious one is um, uh, Spike from yes, um, that's what it was from Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> like there is all right. This uh, week it's going in the notes because that was really good. <laughs> Spike Spiegel. Jake's just like, why the fuck did I show up to this after all? <laughs> like, yeah, it's like nulls away. You know, I'm choice. just getting all the shit. <laughs> oh dear. Um, so we've got. We're, we're already 20, 28 minutes in. People haven't even got like the most valuable thing of the week, which is Drill Tweet of the Week. So hang on. Let me get the book. 
We also can't find forget the uh, tombstone of the week because we oh, got we're not going to forget. Tombstone. <laughs> we got, Would you we like to? Co- well, oh, hang on, hang on, hang Wait, on. Who got tombstone? Let's do this in the correct order. Let's do this in the That's correct great. order. Tombstone, no way! Perfect. There we go. Short C, take it away. What happened? Uh, there was an issue with the Kajira upgrade. Um, that was, and, was, it, was it mainnet or testnet? Uh, testnet. It was testnet. Yeah, uh, not mainnet. That's yeah. bad. So it's <laughs> a little less fun and slash funny. Um, but I guess there are six validators that were tombstone during the testnet, which is especially brutal because I think the Kajira testnet only has 25 validators. So a quarter of the validator said, got nuked. <laughs> Sweet. Is that related oh, yeah. to or unrelated to the alliance thing? Is related. Uh, my understanding is what happened. Uh, so the way blocks are calculated with time um, with blockchains, like it's not, I don't know how to explain this just right. They, they did it wrong, basically. So like you have built-in functions in most programming languages that it just says like time.now kind of deal. And blockchain often needs its own because it's kind of, I don't really know why it's different, but it is. Maybe because it has to do more with like, well, I guess sometimes it will call out to to an embedded library on the node, won't it? So it will be like a system level thing, and it could be it could like if you don't have a well, yeah, just for various reasons. Like it might be milliseconds out or nanoseconds out, node right. to node, won't it? Even if they were all synced to a time server, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that makes it's sense. Non-deterministic. So, right. So right. if it's not precisely the same, then everyone would, would have different app hashes, and that's basically what happened. And then in the recovery. Um, there are tombstones. This is one of those things you forget about when you write mainly smart contracts is that you're even allowed to fucking do that in a blockchain context. Because like, if you're used to writing smart contracts, contracts, you, you're not even fucking allowed to import that library. You anyway. can't, so right? You can't, shit. Yeah, there's yeah, no yeah. such thing as time in that can't. situation, right? So, so it wouldn't even occur to you. You'd just be like, oh, okay, well, uh, you know, I, I would never do that anyway. And then you're just like, oh yeah, shit. You totally just, if you're just writing go, you could just fucking import whatever you like and go crazy. You could ruin, you could ruin everything. It's great, um, or or bad. Didn't this did, great. this time dot now thing seemed like it came up before? Do you guys remember? Is there another network that this happened with? I think that was Lum. I want to say it was Lum network that it came up before because it did. Um, it did right. Yeah, I remember. Mm-hmm. Same type of structure where like I think it was. But so this one just created the, the tombstoning was because of that. That just created the halt, and then there was some bad directions or something or what was the source of that i'm not in the test net i'm just hearing about a second hand mm. but i'm guessing yeah it's instructions i'm guessing the classic do an unsafe reset all and resync without right. saving your state which is that's the classic that's how you tombstone. that is that is, that is the one way to tombstone it. so if someone tombstones know that that's how they did it well <laughs> i guess that's not entirely true you can also tombstone by just putting your value like key on two of them but generally speaking that's how you how you tombstone yeah and then, of course, when you do the resync and you have, depending on your uh, remote signer of choice, you have it screaming at you, attempt to double sign, attempt to double sign, as you, you very slowly crunch through those rounds. Did you find your got, drill tweet? Gotta love it. Got drill tweet of the week. There was some criticism last time of my randomness strategy, saying that I never pick from the outside edges of the book. So I Is picked tweet? from one of the outside edges oh, of okay. the book, which actually means it's less random. Is it random? Is it less random? Who knows? Well, actually, it's more, it's more random, obviously. But but I actually chose. But it was. But I chose the rough area of the book. Anyway, okay. It's from the section marked "wife." <laughs> Good. There are some bad rods on this page. <laughs> Let me tell you. Uh, I'm sorry for dragging my bullshit to the notary public, 
But if my Jason Bourne Rage comics aren't canonized by sundown, my wife will leave me with will in all caps. That was the drill tweet of the week. Okay. Yeah, that, I don't know about that. Was, that, that was indeed a tweet. That was one of the <laughs> tweets of all time. Um, <laughs> so uh, other, other validating news of the week. Uh, Whitewell launched, right? And are you guys both validating? Yeah. Yeah, we are. How was that? How was the launch? It looked a bit, what's the, it looked a little bit last minute, some bits of the organization. Uh, I, actually, I don't, I don't think it was, I thought it was pretty well organized. I think the, the structure there, what they took is they, they, unless I'm getting it mixed up with other ones that we've done recently, but they did, um, they had only had like five validators in Genesis and there's a, there's a small inflation amount. I think it's like 4% or something like that, but they enabled inflation from the, from, from Genesis, which I'm not a really big fan of, but whatever. Um, so they had, I think there was like five validators, I think, right, Schultz, I think, at Genesis. And then what they did is they they handpicked, handpicked, they they kind of pre-approved some validators to come in, and then they asked for wallet addresses. They they basically provided a single whale um, to that address, and then they came back and they staked on top of those after they were in, after they were created. So, well, they haven't done the delegations yet, but yeah, that's the plan. I don't think so. Have they? Did they? Yeah, do it, yeah, yeah. Like this morning? Well, maybe no. Yesterday, maybe not. Maybe not the whole way, but there's enough where it's not like like the set's even right now, or at least it was. Um, and then and then like I said, like the the inflation is pretty small, so it's not like a huge amount. So it was so it wasn't that that big of a deal in terms of it wasn't like an Evo situation where it was like a everybody's auto compounding every eight seconds or something, whatever the hell it was. Um, but. Um, and then, so it launched, and then they brought validators in, and they they kind of slowly did delegations or whatever types of things. But I think, I think so. It's kind of rounded out. Um, and then I think uh, I'm not sure when the like the whole marketing and airdrop and all that stuff happens. That might be a little bit later. So, but but actually launching with five, like I think we've talked about this in the past, like launching with five, and then like having a structure around that. They kind of pre-approved who's going to be involved. They did a single token to that. They wanted to validate that was the right person who was, who was getting that. And then they did team delegations on top of that. It's not a bad, I mean, that's a decent route. Like it started without drama. Um, so that wasn't too bad. So not like that dissimilar to, to Mars really then in terms of like the Genesis set. Mars, I think they launched, was it 25? I don't remember. I wasn't in that set or 50 or something. I think. 15 and then expanded to 50. And I think White Whale is also a 50, 50 valve set, is it? That sounds right. I believe so. No, uh, maybe it's a hundred. I don't no, know where it is right, I think right it's now. 50. I think it's it might 50. be 50. I don't yeah. even know. I don't this is the new hotness in the bear market, small valve sets or smaller valve sets. Well, I mean, I mean, the, the real issue is like, like it's, everybody's in, all validators are most mostly investing right now. So at 150 validators, you, that's a lot of investment on a chain, right? Um, for very little returns. And it has to be a, a pretty high set of, of, um, token price and volume and liquidity and other types of things to to get that money back. So I think keeping validate, validator sets small and as they as they grow then the chain gr- and then the set grows, I think that makes a lot of sense, right? Cuz you, you really can't go backwards. So, you know, like some sets like what's Chihuahua and Stargaze at 150 or something like that, right? It's tough. You can't really unwind that clock. You can't I mean, you can pull it back, but has that ever happened? I don't think anybody's ever Actually, I don't, I don't think know if any can you do that? I assume you could you could do that, right? You could you could vote it back it's down if you want. It's yeah. a governance change, yeah. So you, could, yeah. you could kick a bunch yeah. of like and, and, and do like, you reckon it works though? I thought it, that happened somewhere, didn't it? I, I maybe it was it last year. I, I don't see why it wouldn't work. Why? Yeah. Well, I thought, it, I thought it happened by accident sometime last year. Just because year, if you spelunk in the code base long enough, you find that there are things that you think would work that 
don't actually work when you try them. Who should work? That yeah. is you mean like true, but that, that it's it's like a classic thing of like, have we actually tried that? Because if right. we hadn't run that in a test net, I'm not sure. I, I I'm not sure. I would bet like a hundred percent. Like the hundred percent. Like if you were like bet your life that this works, I would be like, I'm okay, chief. Actually, I'll 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 not do that. I will see how this one pans out. <laughs> Well, yeah. my favorite example of that is uh, you still get staking rewards even if you miss the block. So there's this huge circle jerk around who has the highest uptime. When it, as so long as you're signing like to not get slashed, you're good. Don't worry about it. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. There's no. There's no signing. There's no nice signing structure to the mint. Right. So there's. Oh yeah. There's. There's. There's all sorts of. I think it was it the skip guys when they were on and they were just like they were just like God. You know. You. You dig too far down, and you don't want to see what's down there. You know, you don't. You didn't need to know how the sausage is made, and you're like, "Yeah, yep, yep." <laughs> yep. There's yep. a whole yep. bunch yep. of things. Uh, well, yep. you know, like it's it's like I think it's the same with any you know anything in the space where it's like it's it's all, it's all kind of alpha software that's in production, really. Mm-hmm. Like compared to you know compared to spaceship, uh, you know, you know guidance systems code or something there you know this all this stuff we're doing is completely you know beyond somewhere beyond wild west um with that said uh i have to give a shout out to the relayer softwares these days whenever i started relink back in 2021 it was like you would run your relayer software and because it was so unreliable you often had other scripts running just to ensure that like packets were actually getting through and just all sorts of other nonsense and it's at the point where basically if you spin up Hermes, the radar stuff for the we use most of the time. Yeah, it just works. Um, that's probably the biggest change I've seen in in the Cosmos ecosystem is in how smooth relaying has become, both for the operators and for individuals. It's good. That's interesting. I, I guess that also kind of makes sense. I think obviously there's a bit of competition in that space because Strange Love like have put a lot of love into relay, and then. Obviously, Informal have also done a bit more development on on Hermes, but like they, from memory, they did that whole drive with Basecoin and all that stuff, just basically to harden the Hermes relayer and also the Rust implementation of IBC, because those were like the two of the products they wanted to do more support on. Not sure how that worked out for Hermes. Presumably, it also fits into their broader product roadmap. I don't know. Somebody from Informal would have to say, but... Uh, but maybe it's like a knock-on effect from all the stuff around the IBC Rust implementation or something like that as well. Like but that has become better tested and better used. I don't know, or just that the interchange's grown and more people are filing bug tickets when it goes wrong. I don't know. Yeah, it could be. Might also just be figuring out how to set up channels better. Because back in the day, we would just throw all sorts of random values at when we we're setting up a channel trusting period. It could probably be ten days, but I'm not entirely sure. Create the channel anyway. Whereas now we're like, okay, so it should be like two thirds of the unbonding period, blah, 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 blah. So that's who sets it up. Is that the team to decide that? Like just based on the values? Uh, more often than not, it's uh, either me or PFC. Um, Stake Lab often does it. Kind of like the um, OG, the OG relay validators. Yeah. 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 That's good. Yeah. I'm going to take part in game of NFTs. There's twenty thousand atom in prizes. No, it's just like what's the price of atom right now? Mm, that's I don't know. It's over ten bucks. I think it's uh, fourteen. Four, it just crossed fourteen. Okay, yeah. cool. I I try not to look at the prices. It's you know. <laughs> Jake, but, tell us about it. What is it? So, game of NFTs is like we've been hearing about 
Oh my God. <laughs> Stop it. God damn it. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I just, been, for folks on the podcast, I threw we've been talking a picture about of Spike Spiegel up. Go ahead. I've <laughs> been talking about Sorry, NFT and NFTs for a long time and they're finally fucking here. They're finally ready. And there's uh, basically, you know, it's like game of stakes or all these other like game of, it's like an incentivized test net. Uh, you learn how to run like the real, you just run the relayers, you send NFTs between different chains and there's 20,000 atom of prices, prizes. So like, you know, I think validators could use some extra income at the moment and we could certainly use some quality like validators to like test out all this stuff and try to break it. And uh, assuming that goes well, then we have like, interchain nfts live and ready to go in the cosmos by the end of that testnet so um just it, for how, any validators that are listening also for you guys like you know it's probably not that hard might as well get some get some atom you know like, how how are the uh how is that distributed is it like based on just kind of random based on some transactions or is it like uh, you guys have a kind they of have a, like a dock and a point system basically registration opened up today so you'll be able to like you know, register your interest. So you might as well just do that. And then um, like, I think there's some like drafts of instructions. Uh, it's like basically just like do a bunch of tasks, you know. Um, Jake, where do people register? Uh, I tweeted about it. Um, All right, go check Twitter. Yeah, I'll put a link in the Twitter. notes too. Yep. And feel free to also share the link. We shared it from the main like Juno account as well. Stargaze has shared it. Iris Network, I don't know what Iris Network is, but they shared it. <laughs> Um, <laughs> that's where uh, that's where lavender five is like a huge foundation delegator i think right on the irish network oh shit it's <laughs> <laughs> really hard to like you know build like the uh you know interchain nft specs so credit credits to them on that um and and I, then, yeah the it, irish did you know the great thing is if you're already running on juno testnet guess what? You already like, we're using Juno testnet for a game of NFTs. And if you're already running like Stargaze testnet, guess what? We're using that too. So like, you know, oh, fucking hell. That's awesome. You probably, you guys are all probably like, you said, it was just like, I think I already just won the game. Yeah, of I'm NFTs. making money right now. <laughs> Wait, just do you, do I need to give you an address to back the dump truck money up to? Let's fucking dump get those tokens yeah, get, right here. I, I want that 20,000 Adam to go to you guys. Like, all right. You no. Know. So that so and Cosmos is involved as well, right? Or the app? Okay, so there. Yeah, so who's, who, what chains? What chains are? What chains are are putting in on this? So it's actually Cosmos Hub has just paid for the entire game of NFTs, at least this first phase, which is fine by me. Um, <laughs> I would I would have not voted yes on this, but you know, because I just don't think that there's a ton of value in incentivized testnet. But hey, it was voted yes. Cool. Let's, let's at least get it to like great people like yourself. And uh, so, yeah, phase one was paid for by the Cosmos Hub community uh, out of the goodness of their hearts. And it's basically just an incentivized testnet. So um, there's going to be a second phase. The goodness of their hearts and the degenerateness of their wallets. <laughs> there's going to be a second phase that's going to be um, like a more of a hackathon kind of thing that I think will be a lot more fun. Um, but yeah, I think this first phase will be important. I think it'd be great for people like yourselves to participate. Uh, and I think at the end of it, we'll feel like very, very confident that interchain NFTs are, are ready for prime time. So uh, yeah, the, there's other chains involved. So uh, Iris Network, uh, Stargaze, Juno, uh, Osmosis, you know, just like all the usual suspects. Um, mm -hmm. They all have their like test net set up and they're going to have 
either the Cosmos SDK NFT module or the ICS721 contract deployed on their testnet for people to just, you know, play around. And uh, even if you don't run a validator, you can still partake, but you might need to like, you know, run relayers and stuff like that in order to do the challenges. I remember we talked about this, like, what was it, Jake? It was like maybe last, at the end of the summer or something like that, we were talking about interchain NFTs, I think with, I think it was you, whatever else. It's it's great that it that you guys are here. Must have been a lot of work to get to this point. Do you know if these would also apply to Secret? Because Secret has their own system, more or less. Um, yeah, that's a really great question. I get asked this all the time, and I think that that would be a really great thing to figure out during Game of NFTs. Um, but I'll reach out to Asaf right now. I think that'd be I, awesome. Like, I I can't see a reason why it wouldn't work, but you know, um, you know, if you send them across the channel, you might not have them be secret anymore. Uh, yeah, so. I do. Have, I do have one huge problem with this, though. On the interchainnfts.dev site, it says "open for registration." Game of NFTs parentheses G O N. I know that that I acronym. I complained about that it. acronym is fucking the taken. Acronym's fucking taken. You that's fucking, like that's tweet fucking them. taken. I think you should rage tweet them and just be like, "That is a bunch of bullshit." You've trademarked G O N. No one else can have it. Fuck yeah, you. I mean, they'll be hearing from. We're still going to participate and take all the prize money. Okay, I can do that. That would be the the biggest. Well, we Fuck could you wouldn't it just get all the wins. Well, we could participate. We could take the try the, the prize money. Team, like, well, we could just get our lawyers to take all the money and then back the dump truck up. <laughs> underground bunker. Maybe that's how we win this. Yeah, <laughs> don't don't fucking yeah. play by the rules. Yeah, that's Adam one goes thing thousand dollars, you know, that's gonna it's gonna be a lot. So it's uh, funny. Fucking out. If Adam that's a lot of money, thousand dollars, that would be good. <laughs> yeah, it'd probably be good actually. That's a pretty big grant from the from the atom community isn't it like this is like yeah it's really sizable um 20 atom is a lot for interchain mm-hmm. nfts when yeah yeah and it's good i i mean i'm thankful uh yeah would surprised and thankful. same prop was put up on juno i would have been like uh oh, no uh <laughs> I, don't think, I don't think we learned that much from incentivized test nets like we've already had this thing like running on test nets so it's like I don't know. Eventually, like, I'd rather like, I'd rather put money towards like, you know, like hackathon and people actually like fucking building with the shit versus like, yeah, incentivized test nets, which I feel like don't always attract like the best quality yeah. of contributions. Like, what are your guys' thoughts on incentivized test nets? Because they used to be all the rage. Remember when they don't every work. blockchain did like an incentivized test net? Stargate, Stargate. Uh, I'll definitely push back. Um, for technical incentivized test nets like this, uh, for example, uh, what was it? It wasn't Game of Stakes that happened. Um, the recent ice game. Of- yeah, yeah, yeah. That one was really helpful um, because nobody obviously had known what to do about it yet. And it resulted in Strangelove improving Horcrux such that it could be used kind of like cascading down. Um, they also improved something else. Um, but that was a great experience. And then we got ultimately got paid for it, right? Granted, it wasn't much at the at the end of it, but it was still paid experience. And similarly, getting more relayers involved, I can't say anything but good things about that. Yeah. Um, getting setting up your first relayer, uh, unless you take someone else's complete configs, it's going to take several days probably to get it actually up and running. And so, incentivizing someone to actually learn the software and get it going, I think that's fantastic. Uh, you know, those are good points. And I, I kind of agree with you. And like, as long as the thing being tested out is like this brand new cutting edge thing. 
Right. Like shared security is like actually a really great yeah. use case. Uh, like you're basically paying to like educate people, right? Like, um, and sort of battle test stuff. Uh, so but kind of uh, get that. But at the same time, like I remember from like the project's perspective, if you're just launching an app chain, I my hot take is that incentivized test nets are basically a huge waste of time and they're basically worthless and you don't get any good contributions out of them. The amount of fucking time and headache we had to waste with like the Stargaze, like incentivized test net was just like, and the worst part is we didn't really get much value out of it. Like we could have just run a couple of nodes like locally ourselves as devs and like saved so much more time. And then you have all these like kind of spam accounts and all the people yeah. that are like free money waste. and they're like, it's a fucking waste of time. And they're, and they it get totally mad is. at you and they like just yell at you. Cause you're not giving them their free money like fast enough. And it's like, it's like, I remember, wasn't there one person or one entity? I, I vaguely remember this in just after Stargaze launched that there was, there was somebody that didn't submit a GenTX and had no intention of actually running a validator. And they were like, where are my tokens? It's like, yeah, just like uh, the amount of, like, endless complainers that we had to deal with and like bad vibes. And, and meanwhile, we like, basically like, I, this would be a better question for Jorge or like, I, I don't recall like finding any significant bugs from that test net. Like, yeah. I, I involved can't in a remember like, a single one. I just remembered purely like how much of a fucking pain in the ass. It we, was. we halt there. There was a halt. There was a halt. There were, I think there were, okay. Maybe I'm jumbling Juno test nets here, but I remember. Oh, we had so many halts on Juno test nets, but I remember yeah. that. I'm pretty sure I remember in the Stargaze test nets, one of them was literally because somebody just auto, auto compounded their way to take care of all the voting power and halted. So that was like, I'm pretty sure that was Stargate. No, that was and the other Juno. That was that was a Juno test net. Was that definitely Juno? No remembers this too. No, no got where's no when we fucking need him. He got like so pissed oh. off about it. He's asleep. Yeah, maybe. And, and there was definitely one on Stargate where it was when there was a test net where every node should run with Cosmovisor, and we hit the Cosmovisor version. Was it 047 bug oh. where it logs out? Um, it it logs out the contents. If you upload a, a Cosmovisor binary, it logs out the contents of the binary. I think it was something like that. Yeah, and I then it crashed. I do remember that. But like, and like, because two thirds of the voting power were using Cosmovisor, everybody crashed and had to restart. I just and the chain stalled. I still have my hot take: is that like chains don't learn a lot from incentivized testnet. If you think about the overhead of like organizing the competition cutting out all the set spam like civil accounts yeah. like having no. to like assess people's scores and like add everything up and then send out all the money and then like actually do the test like you might as well just spend your dev time just like actually running like and testing like chain upgrades locally and like making sure documentation is up to date and then one of the things that we found like with the juno test nets is like you know what a lot of the good validators like they're just involved like doesn't matter right doesn't matter and yeah it doesn't matter you actually get good validators and you cut out all the noisy ones that don't know shit about running a node and like it's yeah. it's way more it's like the juno testnet the amount of times you halted it halted it was a lot but like the the people there were we, quality you know we learned like, a ton it, we didn't right. like we didn't yeah. like just attract like legions of like spammers like i was just always like really frustrated I had so many people up in my dms for like the stargaze testnet like just asking like the dumbest shit of like how yeah. to like edit a file on the command line and instead of instead of ice test nets absolutely the wrong thing this what what i would say this is like what i'm seeing game nfts this is incentivized testing 
That's different. Okay, yeah. So incentivize testing. Incentivize testing is, hey, we have something. We think it's pretty decent. This is new. I want I want you guys to be able to hammer the shit out of this to figure it out. Incentivize test nets. That is like, hey, we want to try this new binary, blah, 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 blah. But, but, so, but so again, like what you're saying is there's like a thousand monkeys, a thousand typewriters, and they've, they've got the typewriters and they're like validators. Come hit these keys. But, but yeah. My, my hot take is <laughs> Maybe. I, I agree with that. I think that the best way I've seen it go is whenever it's announced explicitly that it's not incentivized. Mm-hmm. And then people who actually show up and like do things then they get like surprise incentivized. Now that's kind of gone awry in that now people are like, oh, it's not incentivized. Well, boy, howdy, am I going to do it anyway? Because you just never know. But some of the times that I've seen, that's that's when it's ended up the best. Um, but I agree, uh, Uzerper, with your take that incentivized test ing is way more valuable than an incentivized test net. At least, at least in this, in this like kind of idea, because I, I think sometimes they use incentivized test nets as an idea of like, hey, we have this binary; it's been used on three hundred other chains, but we want to be able to generate some sort of like they're using it as a marketing incentive. Like we want to get people involved in it, and what it turns into, like just like just like Jake said, is it turns into just a a token shit show, right? It just turns into just spamming this, and even other ones of like like Evmos. I don't think they ever paid that out, right? They just gave up. Like at some point, they just gave up and said, "Fuck it." Like it's so it was such a mess work to like add up it, all the scores and then and, like verify it, and then people and totally are also subjective, like right? Like fake shit too. Yeah, like it's a fucking nightmare. So like I think they like fuck it. Like we're live, and that's what it is, and we got to where we are, and, which would basically means like if they found value in it, like you would have said, they would have paid it, but they didn't find any value in it because. So I, we we kind of avoid like I don't think we've we kind of avoid these types of situations like incentivize test nets like hey we want you to be involved in this type of thing like i don't want that like we're in this for the long haul right like everybody else in this call so like do i need like some sort of mystery magical worthless token at the beginning just to validate my time no like if we believe in the project and the team and everything else then you're gonna put time into it right like anything else well and let's add one more curl to it now if you say it's incentivized test net you're going to have faucet spam so that those of us that just yeah. want to be involved in the project and make sure it goes fine. Right. We're not going to start spamming the faucet to say to stay in the set. Yeah. And so we all get kicked out of the set because we're like, no, I've got better things to do than to just right. write a bot doing that. Nah. Yeah. I mean, that exactly. is also even what happens on mainnet or some, some networks now where it just gets out of hand so quickly with people either auto compounding or, oh. you know, whatever. You're just like, I, I, yeah, I mean, we're. Even, I think probably we're even a further step back from where you guys are at. Where um, we're just like, we don't really do test nets. We talk to projects if they want us to validate, and there's a means of us reasonably getting a spot in the set, and then not dropping out fucking immediately. Yeah, and we'll consider it. Like, I mean, most chains in the cosmos aren't materially all that different. So we have all the automation to make it work. We have all the setups we need. You know, it's not, I don't need to run another test net and I don't need to pay. We, we don't need to pay salary essentially in our organization to, to get somebody to run a test net to prove that we can run a test net. We know how to do that. Yeah. Uh, you know, and if there's some massively different piece of, of a component, like a price feeder or an Oracle or something like that, then whatever, fine, but it will run it will run with system d it will run with some other uh, automation software it will run in a docker container i'm pretty certain of that because they always do <laughs> like that's 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 how it, that's how the game works you know um 
So this, this is cool though. I'm glad this is happening. This is I think it'll be great. And I'll yeah. stop calling it incentivized testnet. I think I think it is important. So Yeah, I think so too. And I think it's incentivized there, testing. So like, yeah, let's yeah. let's go. Like let's try to make it a thing and um yeah, I'm really excited for finally having interchain NFTs. Like, oh my god, it took so long. I mean, I see your, I see your picture on here, and then I see you can change both incentivized test nets to incentivized testing, and you can also get rid of this parentheses GON. So I know you have the capability of doing both those changes, Jake. So right. I want that. Right. I, want I actually that. don't. You, do, th- do you think I would design a website like this? <laughs> <laughs> I have fucking pride in my work. That website is like fucking shit. <laughs> Uh, no comment. That person probably probably really tried hard. I actually was like, kind of like went in like hot about it. I was like, all right, guys, I've got like a, you know, designer, like let's make this look really, really good. And they're like, it's a no, bit, we spent yeah. all this time working on it. And they were like, you could tell it's like clear. By the way, their, their form weird. doesn't work. The, 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 <laughs> the, uh, the email form at the bottom, I just tried, doesn't definitely doesn't work. And then the right. register just and goes I, to a Google form, which is right fine. Now. That, Google Forms always work, but the but the the email subscribe. Hey, I want to be on your emailing list. Are you on Brave work. or something like that? Yeah, don't tell me that's the reason because that that's a uh-huh. shit reason. Let me try Safari. <laughs> Let's real time debug on Game of Nodes. This is this is this is an dun, incentivized dun, dun, testing dun, dun, scenario. This is, this is the first. I want ten thousand Adam for this email form. Yeah. Um, so while they do that, I'm going to flick back through the comments. There have been some uh, some questions some jokes at jake's expense yeah very good <laughs> oh my God. um and uh the funky one says uh what if we aren't running a validator on juno parentheses yet can we still participate yep yeah it's been one up on the uni test net um find out how in the juno docs what docs.junochain.io juno network.io something like that um show notes as always uh, and then join the uni test net. You'll be able to then uh, put together a validator on there and then participate in the game of NFTs, which will be only referred to by its full name on this show. The greatest, uh, Rama, the greatest and most helpful test net of all time. It, 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 well, the thing with uni is it never dies, does it? It just keeps going and going. Although, to be fair, I think Astarte might have technically been. Astarte was where we, yeah. Uh, it was the real deal. That was a, that was a good test net. That, that fucking test net could fit so many chain holes in it. Um, um, so Rama says uh, 280k for some people to run relays and send some TX seems excessive. Rama, this is this is crypto. You know, you do take every reasonable number, multiply it by ten, then that's a reasonable number. That's how it works, man. Um, Jack aside, uh, 100k at most is needed. Then spend some more on hackathon prizes. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, reasonable. Um, yep. And the, uh, and the, <laughs> yeah, okay. We made Rama laugh. That's the main thing. Um, <laughs> I, okay. So I, I appreciate like, uh, there's a whole, we, there's, there's a very deep rabbit hole we can get into on, on funding test nets and all that sort of stuff. Maybe we will get into that, but Kerberos, right? There, there is a prop right now on Curb. It to do did the, it land? To, to is finally fucking kill it, right? And this isn't like the oh, this yeah. is the actual implementation of curb death. That's right. So wind power Cree, CRI, Cree, is that right? From uh, who's kind of end up so Cree from Wind Power Stake has kind of somehow fallen into the role of T 
taking over Kerberos. I think it might be the might be the right way of saying it. Um, and has has done a, a really good job of trying to find ways. Either they've done some upgrades, they've um, made some changes. They've obviously done some some inflation reductions and other types of things. Like they've they've tried to be involved to create something out of nothing, right? And I think the original person who started this or group or whatever that was, I forget what the name was, but somebody will tell me who it was, um, has kind of disappeared or has completely disappeared. And so I think that individual, Giron, G-E-R-Y-O-N, I think that's what it is, right? I think Giron has disappeared. I think that group individual wallet owns like 40% of the tokens or something like that. Something that's sitting out there, it's a massive amount. That's a lot of the tokens. It was a, it was a, it's, it could be wrong and the percentage, but I think it's pretty close to that. And so I think, Finally, somebody, I think Creed said, maybe we could create something else out of this um, and, or, or just kill it, right? Because we're not going to be able to, we're not going to be able to do anything really significant with it. There's no control of the chain. It's just running and it has no value and all this kind of thing. So we were hoping, I mean, we've been talking about this thing going to, going to die for maybe 50 episodes, right? So it's been a while. Yeah. And it might finally happen. But so from that, it sounds like it's still not happened. So we're still round the tower for one more episode the the well the the vote ends on the 16th right now it will pass to kill it um with 96 percent saying yes let's kill this thing and then like a phoenix rising like hulk hogan yeah let me tell you brother uh there was a, so i guess chihuahua came through today and chihuahua said well maybe we can just make the kerberos token a cw20 on Chihuahua and Why? move over <laughs> move over I guess a structure of wallet and ownership and tokens and everything else over as a CW20 on Chihuahua and that so far has a hundred percent of backing to be able to do that. And say, well, fuck it. We'll we'll just start three headed dog Dow. So now it's a three headed dog as a CW20 on a one headed dog. So yeah, there it is. So yeah. I can see the export. I will make three-headed dog DAO. It's one-to-one Cerberus minus the account that has 40%. Perfect. Do that. Put up another proposal. Let's, and then we can just do- use it for, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so I guess I guess if this one passes, which, I mean, it's 22%, no quorum yet. Oh, actually, no. Actually, oh, no. Yeah, well, it's still 100% yes to be able to turn into a CW20. Uh Oh, Kree's here. Oh, good. Welcome. Uh, so Kree from Wind Power says, let's just please close it. <laughs> so no, although he did do the temperature, that was your temperature check uh, proposal today on the from the Chihuahua community, which I thought was pretty funny. So I, I kind of agree. It, it, it doesn't really need to exist. I think Chihuahua has its own issues and all that kind of stuff. So it might be better just to move on. Speaking of Chihuahua, I, I know that they've been getting, passengers have been getting a lot of flack for the Chihuahua world thing. But I'm more excited about that than I should be because it looks like Mario Party, but Chihuahua in the metaverse idea. I, I think it looks fun. Yeah, but why haven't Passage done fucking anything on their own chain? <laughs> wait, That's so, a great question. Wait, what? can you give some context on what are you, I'm not sure what this is. Well, yeah. So uh, back whenever Chihuahua was like one cent each or whatever, Passage was funded to build a meta world um, for Huawei at, at the start, right? So... I think they're using Chihuahua as their their test bedders, like their their 
entry-level marketing for their Passage game itself. So over the last week, they've been putting out a lot of um, like videos on Twitter of this metaverse where you're playing as a Chihuahua and you play against other Chihuahuas and you're basically playing Mario Party as a Chihuahua. And that just seems I like so it, much but fun. I also like the Strange Climb game when that when they released all the videos of that and what's happened with that. Like, what what has happened with that? I, I being uncharitable, right? I, I'm not game dev, but my suspicion is that like a lot of game engines, there's like a baby's first game with minimal code that ships kind of with the engine to let you show what you can do with it. And somebody who knows how to do assets is very good at just reskinning a couple of things and then having somebody with a first-person perspective pan around a little bit on some pre-rendered ass. It's like, okay, this is a fucking deep rabbit hole. I'm not going to explain the context. We're just going to go immediately there. Well, no, let's go down the street. This is, this is like <laughs> back in the day, right? I, when I, have, you were on, I have a couple of points. So. When you were on the point defense systems, homeworld modding community, and you were like, you saw some really fucking sick implementation of like some kind of super carrier or something that added to the law. And you were like, that is fucking rad. That would be so cool. An expansion to base. And then you, it never, nothing ever came of it. And you realized that what happened was somebody had rendered a model because they, they knew how to do rendering and artwork, but they had no idea how to actually implement it in the game files or indeed actually overlay the model onto the actual in-game model in code. They just knew how to make a really good 3d render. Um, so it feels a little bit like that. And I, and you know, I, I got rugged enough times in the homeworld modding community that, that I never really recovered. So maybe that's why I'm so jaded and bitter. I mean, I feel like you just spoke to the entire star citizen community there. (laughs) Star citizen is basically just a, a homeworld mod for people that want to believe (laughs) <laughs> but it's just got out of control. It's like the most expensive homeworld mod in history. Um, but well, and the fact coming. that they homeworld three is coming. It's gonna be a real thing. You know what? I was about to make a joke about how they've spent like ten thousand dollars on ships before. I know probably half of you have spent ten thousand dollars on an NFT, and you can't even fly it. We don't talk about that. We're <laughs> not. Although it does, it does. Um, I do. I have a. I have a. Yeah, no, okay, I can't defend myself. Sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, I cannot. I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm just, I'm making noises now, but with no substance. I, I, yeah, that's fair enough. As a company, we should have instead invested in EVE Online ships. Um, that would have been a, a, probably a smarter. <laughs> EVE Online ships? No, because those ships, because, well, no, because, but there's a whole thing, isn't there? There's EVE Online has this, like, really big problem at the center of it which is that people invest so much time and energy in the game and the really big capital ships are so expensive that they actually do take like like thousands or tens of thousands of of person hours to to like produce like you have to have a huge economic empire to produce the largest capital ships and yet like there is explicitly no way of gaining the in-game currency with real money because the creators of Eve know if that was possible, it would cause a whole fucking shit show because they have an actual working functioning economy in the game. And if they introduced it to real world money, it would just, they would get closed down so fucking quick. Cause it would just be money laundering and all sorts of stuff. And you just look at that and you're like, wow, they, they literally did it too well. They made a, a virtual economy so good that they cannot, they fear, they fear its potency. <laughs> 
But uh, yeah, because they had that whole thing as well, didn't they? There was that guy who was like a US diplomat. There was some guy who basically um, pulled off this really elaborate double cross or something like that. It was like years in the making. And then like basically laid waste to an entire like faction that had its own capital ships and stuff. And it turned well, out he was like a US diplomat, wasn't he? He got and he got he got killed, I think, in that Benghazi siege or something. And that's how people found out who he really was. Because he just dropped out of the game one day and people put two and two together that he was this guy that got killed. Wasn't it over something really small too? Like he was trying to sneak off and do a create a minor, and then one guild or group, whatever they're called, attacked him and he was like absolutely not and then went way too hard yeah that kind of that that kind of rings a bell it was it was like some real multi-year kind of kind of grievance i think um but i don't know like eve is one of those things that's it's like it endlessly fascinating but boy do i not have the time for it i respect like fuck the people that have literally built interstellar empires in it with thousands of other anons on the internet that is astonishing to me but hey I don't, th- but what I'm saying is, I don't think Passage is going to be that. No, probably not. Probably not. I mean, I hope it is. I'm not asking for that. I just want Mario Party. <laughs> Honestly, I really also want that Chihuahua game. It looks like a lot of fucking fun if they could make it work. And uh, yeah, just build something. But we already have Mario Party. We already have. But now with Chihuahuas, like, that's. I feel like that must exist. That's come on. <laughs> we pets. We pets exist. It exists. It already exists. Okay. Is it materially different to we pets or something like that? It's like a shit animal crossing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey, wait, wait, wait. I've got it. That's how that's how you make your millions. Animal crossing on the blockchain. Done. Shit already already manipulative, already addictive, already micropayments. That's what you need. All you need to do is just like graft a Ponzi on top. Isn't that Decentraland? <laughs> oh, man. Uh, I was looking at the... the tra- There's a trade body for, for blockchain uh, in the United Kingdom. I was looking at it this week. And one of the least impressive things about it was they're like, check out our Decentraland. Check out our Metaverse Hangout. And you're just like, oh, wow, this ain't it, chief. Like... You guys are the ones that you you join as as a practicing organization to you know influence policy, and this is it. This is what you get access to for paying you membership fees. Yeah. Okay, then. Yeah. I don't well, know. I guess the question though is, can you set that as your business? If you can set your address as your Decentraland Metaverse business, that's something else that I might actually consider. You just said a whole bunch of words that I'm unclear about <laughs> what what you're getting at. But like sounds- your business address, could you set like a metaverse address as your like government business address? Because you know, in FTX, their accountant did that. They sent he set his address as his metaverse address. <laughs> no. He did. I swear to God. Like really? In what metaverse? Yes. I don't what think metaverse that will legally recognize that. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I've got the feeling. I mean, like you, there's literally these services, at least in America, where you can just like buy an address to like operate your shell corporation out of, and they like receive your mail and stuff. And it's oh like, yeah, really legal. tons of them. Yeah, so yeah, like, yeah, that's that's really standard. You just get a post office box. Yeah, right? yeah. and then yeah, yeah. also like, who the fuck checks their mail these days? Like. My mail is just complete junk and I like check it every like six months or whatever. And then, you know, there's like any subpoenas, a billion nope. things in there. And 
You know, the best thing is uh, if if I ever do get subpoenaed, I'll I'll probably be like, uh, I I had no idea. I I never checked my mail. There you go. I'm not sure that's a defense, though. (laughs) I don't know if it is. Not being aware of a thing. It's like, can can they just like reach out to me on like the internet or like? If, If a sheriff doesn't show up, I think you're fine. Can you message me on LinkedIn, please? I'd prefer that. Uh, yeah, if you message me on LinkteD, I'll respond LinkedIn. immediately. My, <laughs> my uh, metaverse address. I'm actually not on LinkedIn, though. It's, it sucks. It's just nonstop spam. Nothing good has ever come out of LinkedIn. So bad. I would it's, like LinkedIn if they paid to message me. Like That'd be great. Mm. Coming coming soon on Howl Social. No. Um, <laughs> that's not a bad idea. How paid a message is a, a pretty good idea. For business on the blockchain to connect with yeah, that's great. Hot engineers in your area or whatever it is LinkedIn is for these days. I um, mean, I mean, people are paying on LinkedIn to message, but they're not paying you. They're paying you know, LinkedIn. Actually, in a really great basis yeah. with Larry last night, and uh, we were talking about uh, the challenges of getting like questions answered and and cosmosm and not and having all the documentation and question answers in these like silos like Discord. Like we've answered a ton mm-hmm. of questions about validators, but it's all in Discord, so that's not searchable via Google or whatever. And if you're not mm-hmm. in the right Discord, you can't you can't find it. Um, so we were like talking about like doing a Cosmos uh, Stack Overflow and kind of exploring like what a Stack Overflow might look like on something so on something like how like where uh, imagine you like post your question, you can maybe even attach like a little bounty to it, like uh, yeah. you know uh, someone. Like people answer, you know, you can stake on the good answers, you know. So yeah, pick a pick an answer. Yeah, yep. it's incentivizing mm-hmm. devs to like actually like you know take the time and like write stuff. It's all indexable, so you can, we can you can search it. You know, now now we've solved discovery. And then if like uh, for the per- person that proposes the question, like if someone gets it right, they can say, okay, you got it, and that and that's the green check mark. You know, it's like just do like a crypto. That sounds pretty sweet. Yeah, I think it would be sick. That's a good idea. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, actually like a long time ago when i first met shane and like we this was actually one of the things we were talking about is like an incentivized like stack overflow um and do they incentivize the stack overflow incentivize or no no it's just only in reputation which is the purest form of incentivizing is that it it's just reputation it's just reputation it's just reputation process how much i answer on there yeah, I'm not sure it actually really helps you get a job or whatever. The thing is, actually, it's probably more like by the time you have enough Stack Overflow rep that it would be in any way useful to you, you're already a mid or senior engineer, at which point your main struggle in life is trying to get out of meetings long enough to actually write any code. <laughs> Can we not hit my me in the heart right now? Because <laughs> do, you, do you know what's the most devastating thing? Like, like the thing that, I, that we were talking about the other week, Shortsy, is that the, the, as soon as you leave and you go work for yourself and you're like, yes, finally, never again. It's just going to be code all day, baby. Every And then like after two years, you're like, wait, hang on. How am I the manager again? How am I a meeting again? <laughs> this time I'm here? the only one to blame and somehow I've managed to fuck it up. What the fuck? How well, am I the boss? Man, I was just thinking about this earlier today. My second hire was a, literally a manager because I was like, man, I'm in too many meetings. Hey, do you want to get paid to be in meetings for me? Like, that's basically how it went. Look at me. Look I'm the manager now. <laughs> that's the meme. That's You're done, bitch. Meme. You ever seen that Chappelle? All right, I'll put that in the show notes. You ever I seen that Chappelle the, sketch I about... The, I was doing the captain for With the Kinko thing? No? Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. The Kinko's one's fantastic. I'm the manager, bitch. 
Yeah. Um, I think, but, but the idea, like the idea of micropayments, I like that, whether it's stack overflow, I thought we were talking about before the, um, the, the little Fiverr type of structure that, that territory released. Did you see that Jake? Fiverr? That was way cool. So they're, they're, they're building, it's ish. They're building a, a way to be able to be able to put out a, if you're familiar with Fiverr, the idea is that like you're a contractor for hire, right? You can put out yeah. either a piece of a, a bid for work, or you could come out as a contract with a specific skill set and be able to say, "Hey, you can hire me for X number of dollars per hour." Territory. I'm not sure if they released it yet, but they're marketing it and they're talking about it. We were talking about it internally um, that they put out a structure that on the chain to say, "This is what I have." Um, you can be able to, um, you know, I can help you with X, Y, or Z, and then on chain be able to either contract for that and be able to pay for that. Right. Um, and I'm not sure about the deliverable checking and those types of things that might be coming later. But the idea um, is it's another it's a nice any of those type of situations where you might have like a independent or somebody else who wants to be able to put something out on there and be able to be able to work globally, not worry about currency, not That's worry about great. those types of structures um, like that. That Stack Overflow idea is the exact same type of thing. Right. Like like it doesn't matter where that person is. It's a it's a it's a body of knowledge that I want to be able to contribute to someone answer this question. I want to be able to pay for that question. Right or pay for that answer. So um, I was really impressed with the territory structure. Like, like it was a really good use case. Like it's something that is, you know, not just shuffling. Like it's a good idea. What did you say, Jim? I know I've talked with, you know, a couple of people in the Juno community that are interested in similar ideas. So did they publish it somewhere? Is it live or like where? It was on, I just, it was on Twitter. They, they, I saw some screenshots of it. And then, and then, um, and then I went to the site and I was like, just poking around for it. I didn't create anything because, because, uh, but I should actually. So, but it, it, it's actually, it looks like it's live or it's going to be live pretty soon. What's the deal with territory? Like, what is this? I don't know. It's some <laughs> former, there were people who were hanging around the Juno Discord for quite a while. Uh, I think they're all French guys. And um, I guess they just, well, it's, you know what? I think it was one of the first bear market start your own chain rather than build on another chain things that happened, probably. That was my impression. So we're in the set. Uh, what what I got out of it originally was that it was it was very well marketed and it was a lot coming soon and those types of things and like there's a lot of hype around it and I think they do a good job of marketing, a good job of, of branding, which well, I think I mean is they are starting credit. to ship some some stuff though. So you know, and then now game. they're shipping some stuff, right? Exactly. So I think they ship some NFT type of things, which you can see. And then we talked about this thing around before around um, around this kind of like Fiverr idea that's coming or or getting there. So they're they're starting to build or they're starting to round it out a little bit, which I thought was pretty good. So anyway, I I, I mean, but I think those those use cases, there's a lot of value in those use cases, right? Like even even a Twitter like type of a structure where you could validate and be able to stake on really good tweets, something like that. Yeah. Um, so I wanted to actually, I, I even I made a joke. The joke about this is the fucking name of the episode, and it's uh, it's an hour and twenty minutes in before I get around to it, but. Um, I know that there are people who work in the sector in the UK that watch the podcast, that watch watch the pod, watch the pod, listen to the pod, whatever. Um, there is currently a consultation. Um, uh, I, God damn, I should have done this minute three of the podcast. Anyway, we're getting to it right at the end. There is a consultation. The Bank of England is doing uh, a consultation on the digital pound, which is the the shit posters called Britcoin, obviously. 
lol, lol, lol. Um, there are two different consultations in flight at the moment. Um, industry participants and interested parties are encouraged to submit in writing a response to the consultation by, I believe, something like the 7th of May. So you've got a little while um, to read the 87-page like uh, briefing document for the consultation itself. And then there's an accompanying tech paper uh, it's about the same length, but it's, it's a lot of it is just repeating the same stuff, but with some technical detail. Um, they're both separate consultations. Um, and if you are in the UK and in the space and technical, I kind of strongly suggest that you respond to it. It's really interesting. Um, it's not strict. Well, so there's a few things around it. Like it's not strictly a, a central bank. It is a central bank digital currency, but it's not um necessarily a blockchain um there's lots of design constraints that they've thought about with a technology working group that potentially preclude the use of a blockchain they have a baseline of thirty thousand transactions per second as the base uh, the benchmark that they need to hit so cosmos is out what's that so cosmos is out yeah so tendermint's just fucking <laughs> out of the window <laughs> totally gone forget about it you're toast um maybe Aptos hot stuff implementation could get there. I've I've seen that. I think we saw ten thousand a second, didn't we, in a in a test net there? Uh, I think it was like more like five to six, but it was pretty high. It was it was decent. Yeah, but nowhere near thirty. I mean, that's triple the numbers. Like, it's that's a really fucking big is that, number. Is that really well, that's higher than Visa? Right, way higher than Visa. Yeah, yeah. So it has to. So there's there's a few things going on there. They they want it to ultimately be able to fully take over from the back the spine in the UK in terms of like payment processing and clearance. They're also talking about this is consumer, not um, not the, the because there's like a wholesale, isn't there? The wholesale commercial and there's consumer. So they actually also want to be able to use it for point of sale, like as in in physical selling mm-hmm. eventually. So they have a whole bunch of scaling requirements that I I guess are based on benchmarking through people like Monzo and whatnot. Yeah. <clears throat> so um yeah it's it's you know th- it has a three nines of uptime but the goal is five nines of uptime and thirty thousand transactions per second so tendermint just fucking straight gone um but it's a really interesting I'm, consultation I'm, the, yeah and uh yeah and, and uh the the only other thing i thought that, that is interesting i guess is that there if you're kind of like an architecturally minded person you kind of look at the structure um they they acknowledge the possibility for the need for a, for an L two or or a ledger as part of the overall structure, mm-hmm. and I wonder that there's I, I think I think basically because I am an IBC maxi I think actually there's a role for IBC in what they're doing, and uh, yeah other people who are technically minded go read the consultation, tweet me Frey you're mad there is no use for IBC in this structure. But I think actually in their structuring of the API layer and abstraction and stuff, there probably is actually an interesting case for saying they could build out whether or not the the core stack they actually build is just Apache Kafka and fucking Cassandra. Who cares? Like that there might actually be a role for an IBC light client or something like that to bridge out, yeah. you know, from a protocol um, based approach or something like that. I think it's interesting reading and I think it's also interesting to see a, a central bank publishing all their thinking at quite an early stage and saying this is our direction of travel for the next five years is what we're working on what do people think uh, i think that's that's actually pretty fucking cool and i think it's it's all part of a story of increased utility for for all of the stuff we've been working on talking about and 
yeah, so that was kind of cool. Read all that, uh, replied to it ourselves. Would encourage other folks in the UK to do the same. Sorry, lads, I should have done this at three minutes in. But a- as an American and reading these docs, I was I was pretty impressed with a couple things. One is the the clarity of of what the intentions are. I thought it was it was pretty realistic in terms of what the expectations are, what the role of that coin would be. Um, it was not overbearing. It was not, it was kind of like, we, we have this need. We want to be able to kind of work towards these types of set of requirements. Like it was pretty good. It was pretty well-written. Like it wasn't like, this is like, we understand, like it was a, it was a, it was a document structured around, we understand this has a role in our future. So let's collectively figure out how this might play a role in our future. That, that document would never fucking come out of the U.S. It would never come out of the U.S. Like the way it was written and the way it was structured, it would never fucking come out of this country ever. And that's pretty sad. So I'm, I'm glad that I'm glad that a world leader is <laughs> all right is creating something like that. Eh. Our central banks also independent of the government as well. So our government literally is, yes. is on fire at the moment. No, the I understand. It's on fire, but then but the central but, bank is just quietly in the corner with a bunch of nerds and pocket protectors going like, oh, so what about this digital currency? But one thing, one thing our government does is like they don't like to be beaten in those types of things. So like if, if somebody else leads with this and they have something going, then I think they will there there will be a a a, a desire to either be first or to. Uh, be able to try to improve on the idea in some sort of way, maybe. And so hopefully it just moves this conversation forward. Cause it, this, this conversation I think needs to happen, right? Like it, it has there. I think somebody in this channel and uh, in our kind of internal chat saw, talked the idea around people view the stable as being safe. Like a stable coin is a safe coin. And I think that is a universally agreed idea. I think people, I think anybody who came into this, when the, when the idea of like a stable coin or USDC or USDT or something else, I think people will kind of naturally think, oh, this is a less risky type structure. And I have the ability to say, oh, I can I can move this back and forth. I can put this in, the, in this type of stable and I'm I'm safe in doing that. And and that I think is a universally agreed thing. Whether that's right or wrong, I think that is universally agreed upon. And 